Greetings and welcome to the What Difference Does It Make podcast. I am Dave, and as always, I'm joined by my partner, Holly. Back in April of 2020, which seems about five years ago, we interviewed Craig Rosen, uh, the journalist, author of the number one albums book for Billboard and his own biography on the band REM. And we had a great time, and we wanted to include part two of this episode. Um, However, Things got in the way, we had some deadlines, other artists had projects they wanted to put in, and Craig, of course, was pushed to the wayside, and uh, we apologize for that because actually Craig's episode was one of our most popular episodes. And so, finally, we bring you the sequel. This is Craig Rosen's interview with Holly and Dave on the What Difference Does It Make podcast. Welcome to part two. Let's get started. Um, all right, so meeting your idols. I know um, your son's name is, what's your son's name? My son's name is Tyler Stephen Rosen. Okay, so did you ever meet Steve Tyler? Apparently you uh, like this uh, this band, Aerosmith. Yeah, I did. I Well, I, I've interviewed him on the phone briefly. I did see him once, at a, like at a party, and actually Tyler with, was with me young, very, he was very young. It was at... It was the post party for one of those Nickelodeon awards that was at UCLA. Oh, fun. But uh, <laughs> the funny, the funny thing about that, about the Steven Tyler thing, is this guy. Uh, when, that was when he was born. When I worked at Billboard, and this guy Gary Newell, who's this like a uh, sales guy. He's very, very Wheeler dealer. He's he's a legend in his own mind <laughs> and, and elsewhere. But anyway. He seems to know everyone, and he really works it. He's one of those guys, schmooze masters. Uh, somehow, he, he I think he had a friend in Aerosmith management or something. And he told them that, uh, you know, I just we just had a kid and named him uh, Tyler Steven. So uh, we got a fax from Steven Tyler, and he, you know, for, on like Aerosmith uh, letterhead saying, oh, Steven Tyler, or Tyler Steven, I get it, you know, rock on. <laughs> And that that's somewhere in Tyler's baby book. And Tyler, by the way, is not an Aerosmith fan. <laughs> what kind of music does he like? Uh, he likes a lot of different things. He just went to like probably the last concert that will ever happen in Los Angeles. So. <laughs> he just saw T- Tame and Paul the other night. Yeah. You're a few years. You have a few years yeah. on me. You, just you, a few. You can, you oh, can, three for you. you. Yeah, you can say I'm older. Yeah, that's okay. okay. But I don't. That's but, not because older. Of, yeah. but because of that, I mean it. When you're a teenager, that's a huge thing. So you more, were 16. More experienced. You were yeah. able. You were able to see a lot of these bands. Like yeah. you got to see Fear, and yeah. or you got to see. Um, you know. Yeah, I did it, see. You went I, to the I, whiskey. I, and, yeah, I saw a lot of great shows. Yeah, I do have a box of uh, ticket stubs and you know little ads and stuff that I cut out. That someday I started to do it, but someday when I have time, I want to make an Excel spreadsheet of every show because sometimes I forget. But uh, what retirement's for yeah exactly <laughs> put that on the list with a along with digitizing all those interviews on cassettes <laughs> do you remember you do that yeah. sooner rather than later yeah, right? yeah. i'm afraid they'll disintegrate yeah <laughs> except i have i don't really well i did buy some little cheap walkman type device but i don't have a good cassette player they all broke yeah. <laughs> we just did that too we just bought one we realized we didn't have one after neil peart died steve had out my my husband had all these interviews oh, from back wow. in the 80s that he had recorded, not that he had done, oh, and he okay. wanted to go back and listen to them. Wow. And so we bought a cheapy Walkman. They're not easy to find. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I saw bought this one 
I saw it advertised on Facebook, I think, or something, but it's <laughs> really junk. It's really plasticky. It's it it's supposed to like you know you easy to make digital copies. Can you because you could plug it right into your computer, but. I mean, there's stuff to do that with anyway. <laughs> now, yeah, the new podcast, Cassettes, the future. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the, the preferred wanna, format of the yeah, future. All we yeah. have to do is just make sure the red light is on and we're good. Yeah. yeah. Instead of, I like, yeah. Yeah. Instead of yeah. having I the like two, the two play, and play and record. I want to start a pod, new adventures in retail. I get in really, you know, it, and it would have been huge. I kind of missed the moment now with uh, Armageddon coming uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm really into like Costco and Trader Joe's and, and, uh, I guess there's the other store, Aldi, which I wasn't really aware of, but, uh, Dave D. D. Martino, who I mentioned earlier, and you can cut this out if you want. Uh, <laughs> when I, I teach a spin class in, in Simi Valley, so I have a little time driving home and I usually end up calling him and I usually go to Costco before I talk to him. So. <laughs> We frequently talk about like Costco and things at Costco, <laughs> and it's it's kind of funny because we used to talk about music and now we talk about <laughs> shopping and <laughs> yogurt bars and different things you can find at Costco. And I really think it's the future. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> new 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 adventures in retail. That's that's the podcast. Look for it coming soon. Can't wait. Middle, middle yeah. age. Yeah. There has to be a good name for this. <laughs> and, and you also mentioned, Holly, I think you, you mentioned that you were going to get replaced. I think very before you started this a long time ago, Dave, Dave and I had a, a, a few discussions, but uh, uh, I, do, I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> Am I going to be replaced? Is he no, auditioning no. today? No, no, no. That's right. <laughs> no, but I, I wanted, uh, I thought my idea for a title uh, for a podcast was uh, two Jews and a microphone. We can still use that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know it still yeah. works because I because because then it's kind of like free form. You can talk about anything. <laughs> you can talk about Costco. So you can talk you about can Costco. Talk, you just want to talk about Costco. You can talk about Lou Reed and you can talk about toilet paper and and David Geffen. <laughs> <laughs> but we've never talked about David Geffen. Yeah, <laughs> bring me the head of David Geffen, <laughs> as Mojo Nixon once said. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you've met. And, well, you've, yeah. You wrote yeah. the, actually, now yeah, that you touched on that, you wrote the liners for I that. I did. It's coming out. Oh, Mojo out. Nixon, not David Gavin. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, right. coming, coming out soon. Uh, is it the 27th of March, I think? 10 CD Mojo Nixon box set. <laughs> what a concept. Who would ever have thought that? There's enough Mojo Nixon material for there, 10 He has, CDs? well, it's his albums. It's 10 albums. I didn't realize. I was kind of shocked when, uh, you know, I was, you know, doing the background that, to learn that I had five of his albums. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> I think like three on vinyl and two CDs. I was, yeah, I was kind of surprised by that. Wow. Promo? <laughs> yes, of course. Of course, yeah. And, right. and of course, all roads lead to REM. <laughs> the first time that I saw Mojo Nixon was after an REM show in San Diego. And uh, Peter Buck came to the show. And uh, it's funny, uh, my friend Dan Perloff, who works at Manifesto, that's putting out the box set, got me the liner notes uh, writing gig. Uh, I think he uh, he's childhood friends with my cousin, and they were just kind of hanging <laughs> out. And Dan uh, was joking around, and he took like a beer bottle and kind of poured it over my cousin's head, but it was empty. It's kind of like a joke. And Peter Buck saw that, and he took a beer bottle 
and poured it on Dan's head, but there was actual beer. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan got a little uh, little beer shower, and then protecting uh, you. Yeah, yeah. This That's is, what he did. He was defending you, Peter. Buck, maybe I don't. Tony. I don't think he knew me then. I mean, it I, I was. I no. was just. I was just there. I didn't. You know. I mean, this was. Yeah, but and then uh, we were gonna. My friend and I. I can't even remember who it was, but we were gonna sleep over at my cousin's house because San Diego is kind of late, and we were following them uh, in my Carmen Gia. and uh, <laughs> Dan. I got stopped at a light, and Dan pulled into a. Uh, jack-in-a-box uh, drive-through the wrong way to wait for me and then he pulled out in reverse and got pulled over <laughs> and he got busted he got he actually got arrested for drunk driving that night <laughs> and yeah <laughs> story's not over yet yeah i know he's okay. going <laughs> just keeps going I'm so full of shit, it's hard to believe. <laughs> Should I tune out now? I'm no, afraid no, of where no, this is no, going. No, it's, it's, it's harmless. It could have it could have gone bad, but I mean, it did go bad, but it could have been worse. <laughs> but uh, so we decide to drive home. We, you know, before cell phones are actually, we didn't have one. Who knows? Maybe they, maybe it was back in the days of the bricks. You know, those brick yeah. phones. Yeah. So we decide to drive home. You know, it's probably like two o'clock in the morning, and I get a flat tire on the freeway. In the middle of nowhere near Camp Pendleton. <laughs> and oh so, and I had my Carmen Gia had like these big tires on it. I was like kind of tricked out. I didn't, I didn't do that, but that's the way I bought it with my bar mitzvah money, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so we're not sure what to do. You know, no phone. We're in the middle of nowhere. So I don't know if I actually hitchhiked, but some guy, you know, like a Marine guy pulled over and, you know, could have. This is the part that could have ended badly, but he was a perfectly nice guy. He took me to a gas station uh, where I called my father and he gave me the, like the credit card. I didn't even have a credit card. He gave me the credit card number so I could like buy a tire there to, you know, replace it. And At made, two in the morning? Yeah, we made, yeah, well, it was, eventually it was light out. We made it by home, the, you know, home the, the next morning, you know, but it was, it was an ordeal. Can you imagine yeah. letting, allowing your kids do something like this? Yeah, now? yeah. I mean, that's one one okay. thing that Joel, or long lost uh, great uh, friend that uh, Dave and I met through, uh, used to say that. Yeah, yeah. When we were younger, you know, our parents just didn't care. We just ran wild, and it was pretty yeah. much true. Yeah. I mean, I know. I don't know if it was that way for you. Or, oh yeah. You called yeah. if you were going to be late, or you didn't. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was the no the, the younger the younger one, but I just I just really did what the whatever the hell I wanted yeah. to. Got to go to these shows. You got if your yeah. mom knew who yeah. knew who Fear was, I'm going to go see Fear. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, have yeah. A good time. yeah. Some of them, some of them were quite scary. I mean, I remember the the public image show at the uh, Olympic Auditorium oh, was Olympic. really frightening. That was you know their first uh, appearance in L.A. And I think Los Lobos opened. I don't know if I was there for that. I can't remember, but I think they got like pelted with garbage. And even Public Image did. They got spat on and stuff thrown at them, but it was really scary. I mean, some of those punk rock shows were scary. I'm super surprised I went. And I don't know. There was always a lot of, you know, not only the band fear, but there was fear. There is definitely fear there. I, I remember, I think Joel was, was scared. Yeah. And I, I was too. Yeah. <laughs> well, this seems like a good time as any to take a break, so let's stop it right here. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Welcome back to What Difference Does It Make? Did you see the germs or any of those? Uh, I didn't see the germs, uh, but I did see Darby crash at a show once. This is another <laughs> another tangent. A, a great band, great unsung L.A. punk band, The Gears. That was sort of like this surf punk band with a singer, Axel G. Reese, years before anyone would hear of Axel Rose. And they played the On Club. And we were watching them. It was a great show. And all of a sudden, this tall guy with this huge mohawk shows up. And, you know, he's like behind me. <laughs> and Axel G. Reese says from the stage, all right, everybody could have fun now because Darby's here. <laughs> and, uh, and that was Darby Crash. And he had just come back from uh, London, I think. He was, uh, Darby Crash was into Adam and the Ants. And he was influenced <laughs> By Adam Ant, and he got into like the Mohawk, I think, through Adam and the Ants, which is weird. You wouldn't think that, but no, it's, it's yeah. true. <laughs> it doesn't connect. <laughs> and yeah, and another Adam and the Ants punk rock tangent. Uh, at one point, uh, it was probably when like Kings of the Wild Frontier first came out, there was a, a big deal at Tower Records on Sunset, and they had like this little Adam and the Ants sort of like parade or float or something, but the band made an appearance. And all the punk rockers showed up and they were like uh-huh. passing out stickers that said black flag kills ants on contact. <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, I liked, I liked, I liked, I liked them punk. both yeah. though. I mean, I yeah. liked, you know, Adam and the ants were, you know, commercial and, you know, we, you know, it was pretty polished and almost kind of teeny bopper glam and, you know, black flag was really, uh, you know, kind of grungy punk rock. Yeah. Yeah. But I, and I liked them both. You have varied taste. That's yeah, yeah. I still do. Try to still. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing. I mean, it's. I was a 
around that time, I'm sure I was like a snob and I dismissed, you know, popular top 40 music and everything. But uh, when you guys probably experience this too, when you have children and you kind of get into what they're listening to and what they like. And I remember like listening to Radio Disney and, uh, you know, we went through, we went through early Britney and, uh, (laughs) and the Spice Girls. And even at one point, uh, my daughter's first bike and I wish we would have kept it. Spice Girls BMX bike. It was so awesome with training wheels. Mm. And then uh, it came with this little radio boombox that strapped onto the crossbar on the handlebars. Oh. It was it was so awesome. I really wish we would have. I think you can find them on eBay, but I wish I would have kept it. Could be right there up there in my messy office. Yeah, wait, hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you know it's, then? You know, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I would have kept that. But yeah, I try to be open to pop music, but I do have, have to say that I do have the, her, uh, Niall Horan, uh, doll. Oh, the nice. One Direction doll. He's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for, not, not, their post career, their really? post One Direction career. Yeah. Really? That's yeah. unusual. Everybody loves Harry Styles. New album out today, right? Including, yeah. Yeah. Niall, he was trending, <laughs> trending last night. The oh. title of, uh, <laughs> more work damage. The title of Noran's, Noran, is that his Niall. name? Niall. Niall. I'm I'm combining names. Yes. Yeah. I'm going, that's, yeah. his, that's his pet uh, name. Yeah. Uh, Norrin. Uh, yeah, it's the new name. One name. Zane's one name. So maybe he needs to be one name. All right. So which which shows did you take your kids to and which shows did your kids take you to that you that you uh, think both parties enjoyed possibly? Yeah, well we we did see uh saw Brittany twice, saw Brittany at the, the forum and then Staples Center. And what was your and reaction think, to that? Uh, it's all right. I, I mean, <laughs> once I think I reviewed the Staples Center show. I mean, I can't remember what I wrote, but you know, probably about her lip syncing, but it was, you know, entertaining, you know, it's, you know, it's kind of, you know, pop, pop garbage. It's entertaining. It's flashy. It's yeah. yeah you know, uh, and I, we saw the Spice Girls at the forum Ooh. and all uh, five. Yeah. Yeah. The nice. original, the original fab five. Let's talk that's, about uh, that, how you how you make. You're currently you're a that, spin spin instructor. I mean, that's one of your many jobs. Yeah, but yeah. you do get to make playlists. So what? what yeah. Uh, how do you determine uh, your playlist? What's what goes uh, into that? I'm I'm sure you put a lot of thought into this. I do, uh, but well, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the, it, it sort of like goes hand in hand. It's kind of like awesome. I mean, when you get to that point when you're, you know, when the great song comes in and you're like really pushing, you know, you hit that sort of nirvana not not the band but (laughs) you know you reach that sort of point where you know the endorphins are flowing and the lights are off the music's loud it's almost like being at a a concert it's almost (laughs) yeah it's almost that experience and it's like i'm not really like a bruce bruce head but i swear i heard you know born to run once in that like that class at michael guy's class and it was just like a religious experience (laughs) And yeah, I'm not not lying. It was great. It was awesome. I mean, so yeah, so, I think it's great. I think it's yeah. great. But so now you yeah. listen. Yeah. So now you listen to songs when you, when you're reviewing songs. Is it Excuse instead beats yeah. per minute? It spins no, per minute? No, or no, what? no. It's not scientific at all. Okay. Really. Well, it is. I, I. You have your own science. I'm so happy. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to talk about this. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> I, always, I always think in my head how I would like to talk about this. Maybe I mentioned it in my class, but what I do is my favorite app is Shazam. And when I hear anything 
that I think would be good. So, you know, sometimes it's songs that I don't know, but often it's, you know, stuff that I do know. I just Shazam it. And then when I go to, uh, you know, it's time to start making a new playlist, I look at my Shazam uh, songs and then I just kind of throw it together. Then I, you know, try to make sense of it, put it in order and try to, you know, you know, think of, you know, if that should be sprints on the 20 seconds with 20 seconds recovery or, you know, that should be a climb or, yeah, it's very... Lyrically, That's do you think? Lyri- lyrically. Ly- lyrically, I sometimes do that. I mean, I did do like a lot of themes, but it really, I hit the wall with that, got really dopey at one point. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. I think I did like a, a Memorial Day one that was really grim. <laughs> I think like I think like it hit you know like fort- the unknown for- shoulder for- by fortunate, the doors. Yeah, it was like fortunate yeah. son war, and it was like I think like everybody by the time we were done, like everybody was suffering from post traumatic stress disorder and wanted to commit suicide, including myself. So we used "Suicide is Painless" as the cool down music. That that's not true. That's a joke. That part it would have been good. See now, regrets. So, I'm like, oh, yeah, next time. Yeah, actually, I'm I'm thinking of pitching a a piece, an essay on on the you know the challenges of coming up with playlists for a, a spin class. <laughs> yeah, because it is. It's because it, it's it, an it, hour, it's, right? You got to fill an hour. Yeah, and it's hard. I mean, you know, it's all different ages. Mostly about my age, maybe a little younger. Mostly female. Me being stubborn, I want to like do songs that I like that motivate me, but you have to sort of like cater to the crowd and yeah. songs that they like. And it's, it's a delicate balance. Really. <laughs> it's yeah. I've, you may have heard me say this before, uh, <laughs> that the thing, the awesome thing about Hebrew school is that, uh, I could be a tough guy in Hebrew school <laughs> <laughs> because all the nice sure. Jewish boys, <laughs> you know, I, I could, I couldn't pull it off in regular school. <laughs> But in Hebrew school, I was a friggin' badass. Yeah, sure. You weren't a bully, not a bully. <laughs> no, no, just the cool, just like the popular, just the cool <laughs> rebel. Sure, rebel without a clue <laughs> to speak. So we're, we're, <laughs> rebel yeah. without a clue uh, to to speak in Hebrew. I think that's again Westa- to speak it. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. talk to Paul Westerberg? Uh, I think I might. Have, yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, I think I might have done a phone, but I did a live. Uh, I did an interview with him in person when Please to Meet Me came out with the band, and Tommy Stinson totally busted my chops. <laughs> it was when it was shortly after they were on the cover of Musician Magazine, and Craig, being the the lazy uh, journalist that he is, uh, why am I talking speaking of yourself? I know, I know that's <laughs> obnoxious, but. You know, I read the musician story and I took notes and that's where my questions came from. <laughs> and so Tommy's like, he called you out. Yeah. He's like, you're just asking us everything you read in the musician magazine. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> what could I say? Good on Tommy. All right. So you're a, you're a list guy. Let's, really? should we go top five concerts? You to, oh, I don't, uh, oh, well, well, I can do it, but I mean, yeah, I, I kind of hate, I kind of hate lists. Okay, they, so, they, they give me like a headache. Okay, they, I don't want to do they, that. They, but. they make me. I I can rattle off some, but concerts. just your top, yeah. yeah, the ones that most okay. that meant the most to you, okay. and there could be some, sprinkled with some that meant the least to you. Okay, yeah, <laughs> most I mean, memorable. I, I mean, I, there's one that comes uh, up right away, and it's not REM. Stunning. Uh, okay, the the Clash at the Roxy. It was a midnight show 
and it, it was a surprise midnight show on a Sunday night, and it was five dollars uh, to get in. It was uh, Rodney on the Rock oh. announced it. It was the weekend that they played the uh, ABC show uh, Fridays, so they were in town. Uh, that Saturday Night Live uh, sort of inspired yeah. ripoff show. You know, I heard about it on the radio, so we went. My friends and I went down there. We waited in line. We were like pushed up against the uh, box office and didn't give up. And eventually, we got in, and uh, we were kind of in the back. And when brand new Cadillac started up, like the crowd went crazy, like slam dancing. And all of a sudden we were in the front of the stage and, you know, enjoyed the show. When the curtain went down for the encore, the crowd ripped the curtain down. At the, <laughs> see, the, the, red, oh the, the red velvet uh, curtain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that, that was an awesome show. Yeah, that was. All right. So there's one song. What, or well, one, that's one, one concert. concert. What else? What else? All right. What so else? you saw in- would English be REM be on there or is that? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, you know, definitely an REM show somewhere. Probably, I guess it was my first punk rock show. I would say it, uh, the X and the Go-Go's at UCLA Ackerman Hall. And that was when the Go-Go's were a punk rock band. And that was before they even put out the stiff single. Uh, very, very early on, I was fortunate enough to see them a lot and X a lot. Uh, who else? I mean, I don't know if this would be a favorite, but it's, you know, a memorable show. Uh, this band called the Rubber City Rebels that were from, I think they're from Ohio. Uh, they played the Whiskey, and that was, I think that was my first, like, club show at the Whiskey. And, you know, us Valley boys uh, were a little intimidated <laughs> by by the Hollywood thing, so we went up to the balcony. And it wasn't, they were kind of like a power pop band, maybe a little punky, but... Their big single was Young young and Dumb. Uh, <laughs> that's a good song. Uh, but, you know, we're watching from the balcony, and some guy had a jacket tied around his waist, and somebody lit it on fire. <laughs> and that was like, yeah. yeah, that was like, whoa, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, this is it. This that's is it. it. I, found yeah. My, yeah. I found my yeah. career. This is yeah. what I'm going to do yeah. the rest of my yeah. life. Yeah, I'm going to go to... Go to club shows, so that that was a memorable show. Uh, what else? I saw Motley Crue, and speaking of Motley Crue and X, I did see them once at the Roxy, and I did the way I ended up going is because I wanted tickets to see X at the Country Club, and the publicist said, "If you go see Motley Crue at the Roxy, we'll give you X tickets." True story. <laughs> so they're trying to pawn off the Motley yeah, Crue tickets. Yeah, yeah. and so, so you saw too and, fast for love. And and, two. and 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 yeah, and I think the big <laughs> thing then that they would like they would light Nikki Six on fire. That was like one of the big draws, and the flames only came up to like his shins. I was, I was still I was, burns. I, I was so disappointed. It was just such you know. I really expected him to be like a full on fireball. I mean. Is that over? Kind of and what about Aero, is Aerosmith the on that list? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I was going to mention that. That okay. was another Aerosmith Arena show. I mean, or actually stadium show. But I, I did see Aerosmith uh, a bunch of times. But the first time I saw them was at the Long Beach Arena with this band you might have heard of called ACDC opening up. (laughs) (laughs) And Angus Young showed us his bare ass. It was wonderful. Uh, He always did. Yeah. (laughs) I still Uh, remember. You could do that? Oh, my God. Right. Yeah, rock and roll. Know, right, yeah. yeah. I mean, wait, you were probably 15 at the... What probably year was that? 78, yeah. 15, yeah. yeah. Well, this next one was definitely 78, I think, April 78. There was a show, the, the California World Music Festival, which was also at the Coliseum. 
And that was headlined the day I went. It was headlined by Aerosmith. But the they had the hotshot new band Van Halen also on the bill. <laughs> Van Halen was really great, and people were leaving during Aerosmith. Yeah. And I was so I was like, "What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Sit your ass oh. back down in that chair! How dare you!" <laughs> you know. And opening that show was uh, the Boomtown Rats, and you know they were like punk rock there. You know, compared yeah. to those other bands, yeah. Where, I remember Bob Geldof, you know, years before camera phones, he, I think he probably had a Polaroid or something, but he said to the crowd, you know, oh, everybody hold up your hand or whatever, wave, because, you know, the folks back home aren't going to believe this, so everybody flipped them off because they didn't like the comrades. They were too, they were too punky for those uh, hard rocking hard rockin crowd in the late 70s. And I wanted to mention this. I'll back into this. Uh, it's not R.E.M. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> All roads lead to R.E.M. Yeah, still. <laughs> sort of. But yeah, uh, the name of your show, what difference does it make? I can distinctly remember buying that single, my first Smiths record, at uh, Texas uh, Records in Santa Monica. Hey. Yeah, and yeah, it, you know, before the first album came out. That wasn't the first Smiths single, but that was the first one that I heard. And I, and I heard it on Rodney and the Rock. That great uh, intro. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should wrap this up. Thanks, to thanks, Craig, for You're showing welcome. up. This has been uh, thank amazing. You. Thank, thank you for letting me babble like an idiot. I know. I, f- I feel like there are way <laughs> just, more stories yeah. to be had. We're just scratch, scratching the surface. Well, again, thank you so much, Craig, for coming You're out. Welcome. This was so much thank, fun. Thank, thank you, Craig. Thank you, Yeah, thank you. That was fun. This is awesome. Yeah. I hope you'll come back and share yeah. some more stories. Until next time, this is Dave. This is Holly. Check you later. Over and out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.